0: You're professing to be a Christian. Edgy. Well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Provocative. Provocative. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's Literous. in there? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise, rise. The Monica Matthews Show. Matthew Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Tuesday to you. Ah, I love. The sound of answered prayers. (laughs) I took a few days off long enough for the president to contract COVID and overcome it because only Donald Trump could do that. (laughs) And I know the left is going crazy. I mean, some people honestly were hoping they really thought this was their opportunity to rid the world of Donald Trump. Trump derangement syndrome is absolutely real. Thank you for your patience with me. I took a couple of mental health days. I know that sounds so odd, especially in the middle of the battle, right? I never really step outside of the battle, even when I'm resting. So I have been yelled at by people who take care of my health that I need to start taking care of my health. So I've been attempting to do that. And it's been quite lovely. Although not everyone around you really understands why it seems that you're retreating in the middle of a battle, which even Jesus, my God, talk about a battle. I mean, he was here for the battle of all battles, for all of our souls, right? And he still took time away, stole time away. He kept a space open for his time with the Father. And I want to start there because the president, Overcoming COVID, which thank God—I mean, I got to tell you guys—I was—I was moved. I—I I got up Saturday for my normal prayer call for the integrity of the elections, um which was great. Uh, but I also included prayers for the president and for our first lady and others who have contracted COVID um, in his administration. And I felt very strongly that he would be fine. But there is that moment when you see your president walk out on the White House lawn to get into a helicopter to fly down the street, uh, to be treated for COVID, and he just doesn't look like he's feeling that great. And in reality kind of hits you that wow, you know, he is in his seventies, he's slightly overweight, and the enemy is out to extinguish his light. And with that reality, I I got a little shaken. I mean I, you know, I nuzzled a little bit closer to uh, my man, and tried to hold back some tears, you know, trying to be strong. uh, Because I do have faith that he's going to be fine. At the same time, you know, it's like, holy crap, what if he's not? <laughs> right? And uh, I'm just that Thomas sometimes, not all the time. Some people think that's double-minded in the Christian faith, that, you know, well, don't doubt. And, and, and Jesus actually said, you know, whatever you ask for, do not doubt, and it will be given to you. Uh, in accordance to asking in my name, right, according to God's will. And so, um, but there are times when my eyes, you know, overtake my faith. So there, I do bleed like the rest of you. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I do not hang upside down in the evening and sleep. But although my room is cold enough that you could hang meat <laughs> because I'm German, And that's what we do. So, anyway, uh, menopausal and German, two fantastic uh, combinations, but I digress. Thanks be to Jesus that the president, not only, I mean, talk about just holy wow. Granted, he did get the cocktail of all cocktails. And uh, I know that his physicians are like, man, he was like the best patient ever. Well, of course he was. He's Donald Trump, he's not a tyrant. And he's not so high and mighty. He's apparently never been that way, according to people who have dealt with him in the hotel industry uh, and others. Uh, anyone who's worked now, I got to tell you, I would imagine he's like most of my developer friends who, when they're dealing with fellow developers, they're not exactly, you know, altruistic. But when it comes to the common worker um, and, and someone who's trying to pay their bills and make a living uh, through that paycheck uh, protocol, through that uh, through that lifeline, Called uh the Trump Empire. Yeah, from what I understand, he's a pretty altruistic and heart, you know, heartfelt guy. So I wasn't altogether surprised. I was very pleased to see the doctors come out and announce that the president, you know, was just a stellar patient. You had to love the left who literally lost their minds. You can hear them shrieking across the airwaves. Uh, you know, Rachel Maddow. Good grief. Whoever thinks it's a great idea to keep that chick or he, she, or they, or them, whatever, on the air is just beyond me. Um, I'm trying to get the pronoun straight, but sometimes I get it twisted, it's confused. So um, she about fell apart on the airwaves. She could not believe that he's, I mean, this is ridiculous. That was her answer to that. Um, I really believe that people thought and hoped that he would pass. And it was pretty astounding. I mean, just when you think the left cannot sink to any form of a lower platform, uh, they reach a new low. So at this point, I think that they, you know, I mean, they are the party of racism and abortion for God's sake. So nothing should really surprise us. But I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it with regard to a president and the disdain, the abject contempt, the satanic worship of hatred of him is just totally beyond me and again you guys know if you've listened to me for any length of time I'm not exactly you know going to follow the president over a cliff or any president for that matter but I, I personally can see absolutely nothing that this president has done to warrant this level of demonic activity other than he has been sent and boy, some of you holy rollers just shrieked just like the left. Anytime the sanctimonious ones here, we really do have, we still have a never Trumper um, coalition. You do you do know that, right? We have a never Trump caucus and it will never die um, because people are married. It's kind of like people who are married to BLM or any other narrative that they've been hunkered down with until there is some form of a mind opening moment, uh, notice, I didn't say heart. Even though we vote with our emotions, um, I believe that someone's mind has to be opened. And and for whatever reason, uh, that that is basically you know kind of that borders along the line of miraculous. Now, hats off to people like Brandon Straka, Black Voices for Trump, uh, Blexit, you know, other pioneers of the uh, of the exiting of the Democrat plantation. Uh, that is a real gift. I, I think that to be able to speak to groups of people who have otherwise been smitten, beholden, beguiled, um, you know, bewitched for generations, I, I believe that's a gift. And I also believe that that's why I pray for people's hearts and minds to be opened every week on my prayer call, um, because people don't know what they don't know many times. And the ones who swear they do, you know, it's probably better that they just they just not admit that. Uh, but it's nice to see people uh, in their eyes and their their mind opened, right, their ears and their heart and everything open. And they finally just wake up to wait a minute. Okay, so this guy isn't everything that you know, that I've been uh, brainwashed to believe that he is and neither is more importantly, past the President uh, Trump administration, which will hopefully be for another four years. Um, I think it's I think it's safe to say that, you know, we we need to be arming people with information about why it behooves you to be a conservative. And for some of my more libertarian friends, that is not something you want to hear. It's not something you subscribe to, but that is exactly why your party will never win an election. Because you cannot coalesce around anything. You know why? Because your own mantra says it. Don't tread on me. And it's not just the government that libertarians don't want to have tread on them. It's you mind your business and I'll mind mine to the extreme. That's been my personal experience with hardcore libertarians. I'm not talking about, you know, the so-so conservative, conservative, half-conservative, half-libertarian. I mean, hell, I would consider myself partially libertarian, Um, but definitely not to the extent where I'm like, you know, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, and we'll all get along much better. (laughs) So, um, yeah, to to the degree that that some of them do. Uh, At any rate. Uh, so yeah, getting back to rest, you know, I I would imagine keeping the president's schedule has just got to be a holy crap job. Like I, I can't even, that's another reason why I believe he sent and most of you do too, because it is impossible for someone his age to, uh, to continue the way that he goes. My mother is 78 and she couldn't keep up with Donald Trump on a good day. And she's pretty, you know, she's, she's pretty, um, Tenacious. She's healthy. She works out. She lifts weight. She walks every day, you know, but I mean, and I really believe what propels him is his love for this country. I really have no doubt about that whatsoever in my, in my soul, none. Um, and that doesn't mean he's perfect, but it means he's perfect for this season, for this country right now. He is absolutely perfect. He's been perfected for a time such as this. I really do believe that. So, and that doesn't mean I worship Donald Trump. So some of you can exhale, uh, but with regard to rest, you know, um, in, in taking a moment to remember that there is a, there's a way to rest that is, um, that is beneficial to not only yourself, but those around you and your calling. I want to speak to that just a little bit. And then I want to hear from the president, uh, and get some 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 clips from him because th- this all kind of congeals it it coalesces around my message for today um, with regard to rest and your health and not being afraid and that is what he led with and boy if he didn't, hadn't caught grief for that too by the way um, that you shouldn't fear COVID is ridiculous well actually no it's actually a mandate from on high that from heaven that we are not to fear anything. And so I really appreciated him leading with that. He nearly made me cry when he came out, you know, with the rest of that message. And he was like, well, of course I was going to try it, you know. And, and, and if you're going to lead, you're going to lead from the front, kind of, you know, of a message. And it was just, it was, and it, he's just so authentic. <laughs> he's authentically Donald, whether you love him or not. And I adore him because I love authentic people because I'm one of them. <laughs> and so, and I know I rub people the wrong way. Back to rest. So he was taught, so in Gideon, all right, go back and read the whole story of Gideon. It's it's pretty phenomenal. But Gideon was like on the threshing floor. He was kind of hiding. He was like, nah, I'm not really qualified for this job. I kind of feel like God is like calling me to something. And he was, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him like three times, you know, and, and he had to keep giving him a sign. Some of you Christians, I know I can be one of them, but not usually these days, but it's like, you know, give me a sign, Lord, give me a senior deal. Um, And it's like, yeah, so he, you know, so for people who are like, you know, you can't have any fear at all, or God can't use you. Well, that's just crap because Gideon was riddled with fear. I mean, riddled, like quaking in his boots. He was not coming out of the threshing floor. He did not want to be found out. He did not want to deal with leadership of the day. And the Lord was like, okay, I need you, Gideon. So you're going to have to step forward. And he's like, you know, I don't know if this is me or my flesh or if this is really God. Like, what's going on? And, uh, so three times, you know, the fleece was, was wet and dew on it in the morning. And he was like, oh, okay, fine. And he said, now I want you to go choose your men. So Gideon starts out with, you know, for this battle, Gideon starts out with like 3,000 men, a 1,000 men, you know, it just trickles down. And in the, in the, the, where the rubber met the road, for the men he chose for battle, were the ones who knelt down at the riverbank to drink. Otherwise, in other words, taking a rest, taking a break to hydrate. Okay. And while they were drinking, um, they were, they were all knelt down at the riverbank. And I want to say at this point, there were like a thousand of them left, maybe 900. And they all uh, kneeled down at the river, but only a certain amount of them actually brought the water up and scooped it in their hands and brought it up to their face. And why did they do that? So that their necks were not down in the water and their eyes were not off of their periphery. So they always knew what was going on around them. And that is indicative of a soldier who understands war and who understands what's at stake, right? So the word also says, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left, but look straight ahead. That's why you put the little the little uh, blinders on the racehorses, right? Because if they can, if they, if they look to the right or to the left, they're look, they're flight animals. They're not fight animals. They will flee. And so they need to run their race and run in their lane in order to keep their eyes on the prize. You put blinders on, on the periphery, right? Well, w- with, with, with these guys, your blinders need to be off so that all you you can see all the way around you. Another kind of cool fact, some of you may not know, is that that is actually the meaning of a wife, a helpmate, a helpmeet. In the Old Testament, a wife is the periphery, it is the side viewer. And so many times, women get accused of being jealous or, you know, trifling or too emotional uh, because she sees some things maybe that you don't because she was wired to be able to do that. So hopefully, that will encourage some of you guys to trust. Uh, what your woman is seeing. I'm not saying that all women have that God-given understanding of what it means to the privilege to be a wife, in the office of a wife, but that is maybe some of you women have just been blessed by what I said, I hope. Um, but yes, you are called to be his periphery because he is focused on the battle in front of them. But these dudes, there were three only 300 of them who actually scooped the water up to their lips. And now the important part is that they stopped to hydrate. They stopped long enough to rest because you have to. Your body is not made to continue without hydration and without sustenance. And that goes for food, water, and spiritual sustenance, as well as emotional, mental. All of these things affect our health exponentially. Four years ago, whenever he ran, I kept kind of laughing on the air, telling my audience on the radio, I hope some of you make it to see him win the election. Because it was so stressful then, I was really concerned that many of you wouldn't make it. And God knows, with the stress of COVID and the Democrats are completely nuts, uh, people are losing family members over this stuff, friends. I mean, I just lost a very close friendship last week. That was very hurtful to me. I grieved it and I've now dusted myself off and I'll keep moving. I have no ill feelings or thoughts toward this person other than, wow, (laughs) that sucks. (laughs) And it's usually my liberal friends who will cut the cord. Um, it's very, but it's something that you should grieve. It's not just something to complain about or cuss about or accuse someone about, or I can't, you know, that we think that makes us feel better. Well, it does it. It's not healthy, it's healthy to release people and forgiveness and keep moving. I mean, Jesus was very clear about that to his disciples. Go into every house uh, that welcomes you. If they, if they receive your peace, leave it. If they don't, dust your feet. Keep on rolling. Some of you folks should have dusted off your feet, your butt, your hands, your face, your body moons ago from relationships that are just, they will not receive your peace. They can't do it. They can't receive the truth. And they can't even receive you in peace, much less the gospel. So it's like, eh, much less, you know, the gospel of the right. <laughs> much less the good news of conservatism. So some of you just need to dust your feet without the bitterness. Say your forgiveness prayers every night if you have to, even if you don't feel it, doesn't matter. Um, and get it out. Just get it on out there because it your health, your health is too important. So I love this. This is what the president had to say, fresh, fresh out of the hospital. Hold on, let me see if I can pull this up. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment, we have the best medicines, all developed recently. There you go. All developed. Don't be a slave to fear. I can't even tell you. I don't even know how many times Jesus said, you know, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And uh, more and more, and people think he's crazy. They think he's reckless and irresponsible because he's not coming home, um, you know, teaching you all how to fear. And he's like, hey, I overcame it. Of course, he is the president. He's had a protocol. And hopefully, you know, hopefully with his protocol, uh, he will open the door uh, for everyone to have access to that form of protocol. That would be fantastic. I know it's something that the Democrats can't stand. Um, But, you know. I just want to encourage you in that, that fear is not your friend and fear is not helping you. Fear is not helping your immune system. It's not helping your relationships. What can one ounce of worry add to your day? Well, I'll tell you what it can add to your day. Heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, kidney stones, um, ulcers, um, cancer. uh, What else? Worry, you know, it just arthritis, believe it or not. I mean, when your immune system, autoimmune diseases, You're worried about stuff. Your immune system's like, holy crap, there's a wolf at the door like every hour of the day. Asthma, you know, think about that. People who are afraid of everything, you know, their bodies respond to that because that's what your body was created to do, to respond to what you're thinking and what you're feeling. When your antihistamines are just through the roof, that's one component to this dreadful virus, man-made virus from hell. Got to love the Chinese response. Unbelievable. Basically saying, well, told you. Yeah, told us as you created it in a lab with along with Harvard. Appreciate you. So, I just want to encourage you in that tonight. That you know, it took a few mental health days. I was very blessed uh, attending the Faith and Freedom Coalition's uh, Road to Majority on Friday. Uh, it was fantastic. I got to tell you, I have a lot of you contacting me about the Senate race here in Georgia and who am I supporting for that. I'll be honest with you. I'm still kind of torn between the Leffler campaign and the Doug Collins campaign, and I'm I've been brutally honest the entire time. Uh, I have had Congressman Collins on my show a number of times. He has been a friend to the Monica Matthews show, along with his campaign and his administration, and I have appreciated that. Um, his access has never been. Um, you know, he's never been short on access and as media, I, in honesty, and I appreciate that. Um, but he is endorsed by someone who is literally the bane of our legislative existence here in the state of Georgia. Someone who is in my humble opinion, and it has been proven, um, I, I would use the word corrupt, but I would use that cautiously in the sense that um, all arrows and evidence point to delayed justice in cases where I have literally wiped the tears away from people's faces who have lost uh, their innocence, their virginity, uh, their trust in in people, in in uh, the clergy, uh, people who have been raped by clergy who he represented and allowed justice to literally die on the vine. I I call that culpability. But I'm not an attorney, and I'm not a judge, and I'm not a legal scholar or professional, but I am someone whose heart uh, is extended to victims. And I sat with victims on the phone, talked to people off of ledges before who were victims of the Speaker of the House of Georgia who has come out and valiantly um, supported Doug Collins. Uh, Congressman Collins is very uh, proud of that allegiance and that alignment. That concerns me. Kelly Loeffler got up, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, he literally, I was waiting for a foot washing to unfold, uh, the Faith and Freedom Coalition on Friday. There is no one who I saw that day other than Judge Janine. Uh, who could take a stage the way that Doug Collins does. I, it was truly, I mean, I was almost on my feet, and I was there in a media capacity, but people were on their feet. I mean, it was like a good old-fashioned camp meet for you guys in the South. Y'all know what that is. Um, I mean, I was. it was like a dang political revival. It was like a tent revival on a Friday night. It was unbelievable. I was waiting for an altar call or a foot washing. People were very excited um, he was excited and I thought, oh boy, here we go. Um, Kelly Leffler, however, I will say, um, she, Kelly's never really been my issue. I know she's dubbed as kind of the Buckhead Barbie here, um, in, in certain circles, uh, which I don't agree with. I think is very catty and very petty. Uh, and it's just like a bunch of women to actually start with that crap. She is a, she's a pretty lady. She's got beautiful hair. She's tall. You know, I mean, She's gorgeous and smart and very successful. Um, people are a little still trip, tripped up as to whether or not she and her husband were really innocent in their uh, stock purchase prior to COVID-19, even though she's, quote, been exonerated, if you will, um, uh, by her colleagues in in Congress, I mean, in the Senate. And uh, so nothing really came of that, but people are still very suspicious. My personal rub with Senator Leffler is her husband. And for one reason only, and that is because he was a staunch opponent of RIFRA, which was the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which Georgia was on the firing squad uh, nationally for a number of months. Um, our governor I mean we, we saw so many rhinos come out of the the sewer during that time uh, Legislate legislation that was completely misrepresented by the media by the LGBTQ corporate cabal uh, people who aligned with uh, folks like our um, our uh, oh gosh now the the word though the Chambers of Commerce, Uh, of whom he was the chairman at the time. So he held a lot of power and wielded it during a time when I felt like our First Amendment rights were being completely molested and maligned by the left and the media and secularism. And so that concerns me. I, I don't know to what extent her husband has influence on her legislative, uh, you know, her her legislative prowess and, and her heart and her bend. Um, you know, I, I know myself, I think it would be very, very difficult for me to, unless God placed something on my heart that I knew for sure I was supposed to champion or shoot out of the sky. Um, but if my husband was not on my team about something that I was supporting, um, it would be very difficult from, or if he was, you know, asking me to champion something or, or was in favor of something rather that, um, that the rest of my constituency may or may not, you know, benefit from. Um, I, it may be difficult for me to look at him, although I know myself. I'd probably be like, look, I love you, but I'm, you know, I've been called to this position. I'm going to have to pray about it. <laughs> if the answer is you need to step off, that you need to step off. But anyway, I don't know Senator Leffler like that, and so I don't know what her temperament is with regard to her marriage and uh, whether or not her constituency is who she really answers to. I will say this: she has done more in her in her short tenure in the United States Senate that as a freshman senator and as someone who was appointed than most people I know who have sat in Congress for years or the Senate for years. So uh, I will give her that. She has been a go-getter. She's been a cheerleader. Um, she's had a, a huge learning curve, even as a businesswoman. Politics and business, as the president has shown, um, are not always one and the same. And your candor, your um, your posture in that cannot be the same so you know again i am not i'm sorry you guys I, I don't have anyone that i've i've decided to vote for just yet i'm waiting for that deciding moment uh and i am a prayer about it but it was an interesting uh show judge per uh judge janine was there um on friday as well and and she has expressed her support for doug collins I found that very interesting. I wonder if she is aware of his allegiances here in the Georgia State Legislature. I understand some of you support him because he supported the president valiantly, and he, and he did um, in, in, during the impeachment process. And so, you know, and God only knows what would have happened if we didn't have Congressman Collins in that position at that time. Uh, but I'm just, I, I have a different thorn in my side than most of you. And I believe that your bedfellows matter. And especially if they're people that you are excited about uh, aligning with, so I would never, uh, in this lifetime or another one, uh, be be remotely interested in aligning myself with the likes of a David Ralston. So I'm a little concerned about that. I digress, but I just wanted to leave you with that today. That rest is important. Some of you really uh, could take, you know, at least a 24 hour cycle. Of not tuning into the news just for a minute. You probably already know who you're going to vote for. Um, I would still encourage you to continue to reach out to people in an evangelical way. You have plenty of political, uh, refugees out there right now, uh, who are watching, believe it or not. They're watching your, your, they're watching your social media. They are waiting for someone to lead them to the water. Uh, and you can be that person, you know, but if you yourself are parched, and and you're dehydrated. Sometimes we look, you know, we get busy, 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 thinking that that's going to nourish us or uh, hydrate us, and and it doesn't. When you have nothing to give out, uh, it's really important for you to stop and rehydrate yourself before you can give to others. Amen. Okay, so I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. I am um I'm going to go light up my grill and hang out with my kid. That's right. And praise God that Donald J. Trump is well, praying for our First Lady and others as well who have been stricken with this virus. And I would just encourage you, pay attention to what he says. Do not fear. Do not fear. Get yourself some rest. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning your own mirror. remember, if you're an American, grab some of my apparel at my website and act like one. I just <laughs>